Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Okay, so Black History Month is over. We are now in Women's Month, but um, I went to my college homecoming this mm-hmm. year or this past weekend. You know, I went to an HBCU, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Shout out to y'all. And I'm currently wearing my um, the blacker the college, the sweeter the knowledge hoodie. It's actually cool oh, that's lace. Cute. It's actually cool lace, but whatever. It's um, actually yours. You're right. You're right. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to all the HBCUs out there. Um, and it's weird. Everybody's just like, you have homecoming in February, but state of Maryland has now moved our homecoming over to November. So we'll have our homecoming season when the rest of the colleges do. But this is my first homecoming that I've been to since I've graduated. Mm -hmm. So it was very surreal to like go back and just see how much the campus has changed. When did you graduate from? You said what? When did you graduate 2012. Okay. 2012. I've gone back to visit twice, but it was during a different time, and you guys know that that's where I met Kunle, and that's when I fell in love, and I discovered my black girl magic and everything. But I just wanted to say, I'm not about that fucking life no more, because a bitch, my fucking heels were hurting, okay? (laughs) How do your fucking heels hurt? What did you have on? Like, just regular shoes, but like... No, what are regular shoes, Alex? Are they tennis shoes? No, so I had I had on like my like regular like my Clark boots, and then I had on like regular shoes like a heel. Like I wear them when I go out. But when we first got there, we got there Saturday, and shout out to Duea. That was my ride or die. She was at my wedding. She actually introduced me and Kool Aid together. That's the mother of my goddaughter. But we went to the tailgate, which is great. First of all, now they have Dunkin' Donuts on fucking campus. I was just like, y'all motherfuckers tried it. Because when I fucking went there, I had to drive all the way to fucking Salisbury. And work at the also work at the Dunkin' Donuts and the Fruitland Walmart. But that's not the key nor there. Okay? Um, but we went to the tailgate at first. Mm-hmm. Of course, Kunle was late. And everybody, and it was really weird. And it, oh, Kunle went. Yeah. Okay. But we rode separately. Him and my housemate, Will, we rode separately. But it's weird because... Although I'm still considered newlywed, it really hit me that everybody kept coming to us saying, like, congratulations, congratulations. And I was just like, oh, yeah. And it's weird because we met on campus. We met at school. So that was that. We went to the tailgate. And 20 minutes into it, I was just like, all right, a bitch is tired. I'm like, all right, <laughs> had enough. We went to my favorite spot called Caesar's Palace. I used to get a pizza there every Thursday. I fucked that pizza up. We went back, took a nap. How about we got to our hotel, okay? And we, we did book a little later, so we had to get one of the lower end hotels. There was, like, dandruff flake skins on the bed. Swear to God. First, like, from the window, I was just like, oh, maybe it's just, like, some lint from, like, a blanket. My friend zoomed in, and we were there, and I was just like, oh, no. So we ended up getting moved. I'm calling Kunle, and I'm just like, I have to stay with you. Like, please, just this is too much. Can you please just trip the rooms? Da-da-da-da. Like, I'm about to be in tears. This is too much. You know how I feel about hotels. You know how I feel about bed bugs. I went through all my protocols and my procedure. <laughs> then we went ahead and we went back, and then we had, like, um, they had, like, the sweets events going on there. We saw a lot of people. I was hot and bothered. Um, and then we actually, like, went out, went out. And I was tired. I was just like, I'm fucking tired. Mm -hmm. And then just the next day, I just felt like I got hit by a bus. And I don't feel like I did the most. We ended up eating Burger King's breakfast, which I, like, never do. I'm not really a breakfast person. But I'm just like, first of all, we ate, like, trash in college when we did eat. But we legit, when I think about it, our shit, like, we just didn't eat food. Like, I survived off of cup of noodles, 
or off of the salad in the cafeteria or off of cereal or the Hawaiian punch, the big jug juices. And we had them in like all the flavors. And I could like down one of those in like two days by myself. Like if we used to argue that like if you went to somebody's room and you saw that they had a different flavor that you never saw, it was like, yo, let me get some of that. But shout out to Walmart because they always had it. But that's the reason why I don't like Walmart to this day. But I wanted to just shout out my college. Um, I don't know how y'all niggas go back every year for homecoming. That's not for me. But I had a great time. I'm so mesmerized. That takes me back to when I was in college for that (laughs) brief. brief That's okay. You experienced it. Yeah. It was great. You experienced it. Okay, so did you watch Made at First Sight? I did, but I'm trying to figure out what episode you're referring to that we're talking about. I want to make sure we're talking about the same one. So this is the episode where Mika confronts Michael about him being a fake yoga instructor. It's not funny. Yo, this nigga be lying. He's always lying about something. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to figure out the principal part. Like, he was like, um, yeah, I got accepted to be a principal. He got my offer papers. He signed And then what he said what his job was, he says he's a before and after school director. That's not being a principal. Right. Okay? It's, it's two different things. It's two di- But I was like, okay. But what killed me was that she was just like, you were in a yoga shop. She said, you were, cl- you were a cleaner there. And you know when he talks, like, he always, like, closes his eyes yeah. and presses his lips. He was just like, okay, I'm just going to shut down because I didn't want to hear this anymore. So then the other couple, Taylor and Brandon, they went to the counseling session, the mediation session, and they were speaking about... Yeah, I didn't see this episode, but go ahead. Give me okay, so they were speaking about her Instagram video. Mm. And she's so fucking phony. Like, she didn't even want to apologize or acknowledge it. And if I were him, like... And I'll say this, like, they both had their moments, and I'm sure there were moments that we didn't see on camera, but she won't even up to and acknowledge the fact that, like, she was wrong. Like, why would you post that? She was over it. She's been over it. Why would you do that? When he was like, I think she was giving her all in the beginning, and she was helping for it to work. And then when she saw that he was, like, being nasty and mean, But they got over that, and that was only in Panama, and then they had gotten over it, and, like... And again, like, I'm just going way off, like, you know, off of what we saw, whatever the case was. And, you know, they worked through that. They talked about that. But remember he had said, he said, you know, she has tried to be on other TV shows. Mm-hmm. And, like, with her social media. So I definitely got the vibe that she was trying to play in it. Like, I felt like she was trying to make herself cry in the mediation session. And then when she went out with her little fucking friends, and it was just like, I felt like they rehearsed this conversation before. I feel like they rehearsed the conversation because any no one in their right mind would have thought that was appropriate. And the friendless, the white girl was just like, well, he's just jealous and blah, 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 blah. Um, but next week is what I want to see because <coughs> the couple where... Oh, and that's another thing, guys, about homecoming. I don't know what the fuck happened to my voice this week. Like, Sunday morning, a bitch had no voice. Okay? I had absolutely no voice. At all, whatsoever, and it's coming and going, so I do apologize in advance. But anyways, the couple where the guy says he's not attracted, Mindy and whatever his name mm-hmm. is, he just needed to he say sleep, what it is. He's messing around with her friend, and she finds out. But he also says, you We're have playing. something, I don't know, but he also says, you have something that you need to tell me. Girl. So I'm ready. I want to know what friend, is it the Asian Shannon, I don't know. She's really pretty, but I don't know. Ooh, but I'm interested now. I don't know, but like he. First of all, I don't even think he's that cute. 
He's not. He's one of those muscle. He like he's said, put to together. Me, to me, he I, he comes across like he likes that blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. big titty, small waist, big titty bitch. Yeah, that's what he likes. But he was. You ever see? Her. I feel like with men, for some men, facial hair makes you look attractive. Mm-hmm. Like James Harden looks decent with his facial hair. Yeah, without it, he but without like a, a little roach. Ooh, like yeah. Like and that's the vibe he gives me. Like, you'd be very fugly looking if you didn't have that, like, you know, facial hair going on mm-hmm. thing. That's, that's just the vibe that I get. But I'm excited you, to see okay, it. Okay, now that we're on this, did you, okay, what do you think about, uh, what are their names? They're really fucking awkward. The, the awkward tall couple. white couple? Mm-hmm. What do you think I, I, So I, I always watch the episode like the day after. So I always try to fast forward with them. So I cannot tell you what's going on with them or whatever. But I always fast forward them. What about, um, is her name Katie? The girl with no chin. The freckles. Yes. Freckles girl. I don't like her. She has no chin. But that's not why I don't like her. But I just don't like her. Okay. Well, tell me why you don't like her. It's like she's got everything that she wants. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like she's going to be someone who's going to complain about everything. I secretly think that she's still talking to her ex. The one that she said that, um. Mm. right I feel like she's trying to personally sabotage it yeah like I feel like she's finding everything to Mm -hmm. complain about so she can be on tv get the money at the end and then end up with the guy I think that's what that is Hmm. so you think maybe she's trying to make him jealous she just gives me vibes that like they like honestly they have I feel like out of all the couples on there the awkward looking tall couple and Mm -hmm. them they have a genuine, to me, I feel like, connection. And, like, if I saw them walking on the street, I'd be like, okay, like, they look like a real couple to me. They make sense. They make, exactly, they make perfect sense. However, to me, she gives me vibes that she's just complaining about everything. The freckle girl, right? Yes, no chin girl. Don't make that face. You know she don't have no chin. I'm being nice. You know what I mean when I say that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was talking about using the bathroom a little too much, but... When you get comfortable in the marriage, I mean, it is. But she it is. seems like she's nasty. Like, she gives me the vibes of, like, she don't brush her teeth in the morning or something like that. Like, she just gives me, like, those, like. Damn, you don't like men. I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't take it. But I like them together, though. I do like them together. Yeah. Hmm. I, I need to go back and watch that episode. I think we're going to watch that today. But I really, I'm telling you, like, the tall couple, like, I don't watch any, like, I. Literally, I fast every time they come on. I be like, let me let me fast forward. Yeah, they are. So what's going on in their storyline? Like, I absolutely could not tell you. Nothing I don't even know what on. I don't even know what their names are. They're perfect. I don't know their names either. I know she's a nurse and she's she a works nurse. at Med Star. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but I don't know. And then he's like, he's a network engineer or something like that. Something. I don't know. I don't know name. Okay, well we'll see, but you have to watch it. Okay, so. On social media, I kept seeing everyone talk about Netflix, um, the documentary on Gabriel Fernandez. Have you heard of that story? I've heard of it. I heard it. It's really sad, and I do not want to watch it because I don't like when people abuse children. So, you know, I love a good crime show. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I don't necessarily, okay, I like a crime show. I like, like, the ox, like, the snap style types i like my crime junk my crime junkies podcast but i don't like the ones where they show like too much into court and they're not really telling the stories of it mm-hmm. um but this case disturbed my soul 
on another level. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Gabriel Fernandez was a eight-year-old boy who died at the he's deceased. Yeah, he died at the hands of his uh, mother's boyfriend. He was eight years old, and I think it was 2013. And uh, the mother's boyfriend was put on. He's on death row, and the mother was sentenced to life with no possibility of parole. The reason that the story gained so much traction was because there was a failure in the breakdown of the system. There were multiple reports to the social services, um, to the social workers, and the child was not removed from the home. The teachers reported it, people who lived around the places reported like everyone was reporting it. And um, it was so bad that the social workers, and I guess that particular department of social work, um, four of those social workers that were on the case were ended up, they were on trial to be sentenced for their, their part of negligence. And long story short, without going into too, too much detail, but it was that it starts off, the mother calls 911 and she says, oh, my son, he was playing with his sister on the table um, and he's knocked unconscious, he won't wake up. When they brought the little boy to the hospital, it starts with the nurse, they realize that this isn't, constitu- this doesn't coincide with what you said happened. Mm-hmm. So when they found the little boy, they, they realized that he had um, cigarette burns around his genital areas. He had been shot um, near the groin with the BB gun before, and his face was completely swollen. So when they're going into the story, and the teacher was very pivotal, and I guess a couple of weeks before the last social worker, she was an older woman, she was there, and she said, yeah, I saw that there were signs of, like, like, there's, like, a scale of it. She said, yeah, but I didn't think anything was going to happen. So it was, there were situations where the mother hit the little boy's teeth out with a baseball bat. What? Um, she didn't send him to the hospital. She didn't send him to the dentist. Um, he had cigarette burns all over his head. Like, she shaved off his hair. Um, the little boy came to school and his face was swollen. And, like, when he was going to school and his teacher was, you know, she's a mandated reporter, um, social workers were still sending him home. And she says, my guilt was that, not wanting to leave my nut, she says, I should not have let him get on the bus to go home to be with them. She said, I keep thinking about that. And I think about the last day that he was here. We were working on a project for Mother's Day. And then they had, like, a cabinet. Like, you know how you have, like, bedroom furniture? Mm-hmm. And they would keep the little boy in there. And they would tie him up, um, tape up his mouth, and they would handcuff the door, and they would try to feed him in there. Um, but what really happened was is that, like, the father or the stepfather went ahead. He punched the little boy in his face or in his head 10 times, and uh, 20 body blows to him. And initially, this is the mother's third child. The other two children lived in the home, but he was they were older, a little bit older. Um, but they would make the little boy eat the cat litter feces, just all types of things. And he initially, the mother gave him up three days after he was born. He went to go live with his gay uncle and his partner. But they were saying, like, no, we don't want him to be gay. So the grandmother, the grandparents stepped in, and they took over. And then after a while, the mother was just like, she was trying to get back her, her welfare benefits because her other kids were going back and forth with her. The little boy was only in his mother's care for eight months, and he died. So the case goes into, like, just the failure of, like, the, the social work system. Like, on one end, you have, like, the social workers were overworked. They were dealing with... With those four social workers, they had a caseload of 280 people, 280 kids of whatever the case is, and they were saying that, you know, like, um, they should have investigated more, they should have removed the child from the home when you were getting all these disturbances, and how when they came over to the place, they never actually interviewed the kid. They never checked him. They never did a wellness exam on him. Um, 
But it was just, it was, I think about the small children that are in my life and I can't imagine tying you up and placing you somewhere. And the teacher was saying, like, even after, like she said, one day he came to school, like, his face was completely beat up. And he came to school and he was just like, you know, I don't want to tell you what happened because you're going to tell. And then that lady's going to come to my house again. I'm going to get in more trouble. Speaking of the social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying, like, one day he came to school and, like, his hair was all chopped up and he had cigarette burns all over his scalp and things like that. And he still wanted to make a Mother's Day card for his mom. And, like, you know, they were like, I love my mom because this and da 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 um, so it goes into like the discussion of scapegoat, scapegoat syndrome and this, that, and the third, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm not a social worker, and I know, and you and I are both in the healthcare field, and we understand how overworked our fields can be. I can only imagine that of a social worker, but I also am the belief of if you see something, you have to say, you something. say something. Because there are instances in where, and that's what they were saying, like when kids need to be taken away, they're not taken away. And vice versa. And this was a clear system of, like, the system failed him. And I'm not a teacher, but I remember being in a school and I was a mandated reporter. And I'm sorry, there are some situations where it's just like, no, you're not going home. I'm sorry. Like, that's not okay. And one day the little boy came to school and he was shot in the face with a BB gun. His mom got upset and shot him in the face. And they still didn't fucking remove him from the home. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's why it became this thing. And then there was another situation, maybe like a year after the case, in that same, uh, a couple miles from where he lived, another little boy was abused in a similar situation. So it's just, I encourage you to watch it. It is disturbing. However, being that we are in the healthcare field, I can't watch it. I'm over here trying to just going off of the details that you're saying. It's a lot. Trying, I'm trying to keep it together because I have freaking kids. Like, yeah. Why would you do that? And if the you thing didn't about want kids, the child, yeah, give them to somebody that there are plenty of people that can't okay. conceive, and they want kids, and, and you're over here trying to catch check. And the thing that kills me, Ashley, is that first of all, they want to hear move from one family because they said like, oh, they're gay. Like, the child was fine, he was healthy, and I hate when people have that misconception that, like, two same-sex people cannot raise a child because it's absolutely bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so inappropriate. And the fact that you went ahead and you took your child over because you wanted the checks or whatever the case is, then the third. And again, I'm not a social worker, and I can only imagine the overwhelming amount of whatever it is. But you have a duty. When you see something, let's I said people, you have to fucking say something. And... I was just dealing with the situation not necessarily pertaining to a child, but I said, like, you need to have a certain conversation with said people because I would hate for a situation to happen, and you're going to carry that guilt of, I should have said something. Because you saw something, and you chose not to say something. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it fucking killed me just how evil people are. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, I cannot, like, someone who, you grew them in your body. You grew them in your body. You had a chance to end that pregnancy before it became full term. You knew then that you didn't want that baby. And you chose to keep the baby. You chose to abuse that child. And you chose to be a fucking monster. Children don't ask or get to pick their families. So for you to be a fucking monster to a child 
who can't defend, can't do anything for themselves, yeah. you deserve to, to just die. Yeah. Like death row, too. You, and the I fact feel like that, he, she should be on death row, too. And the fact that, like, one of the school security officers was saying, like, you know, he tried to stay afterwards, and one moment was just like, we're not going to report it because then we're going to have to, we're trying to not hit overtime, and then we're going to have to fill in all these paperwork and all the other stuff. And again, my thing is just like, you had an obligation. Mm-hmm. You, when you see something, you have to fucking say something. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, the child was eight years fucking old. He's coming to school like this. And, like, and I get, like, the teachers can only do but so much. But there's, I feel like there's a sense of, like, your moral and your ethical compass that has to say. Why not even just, like, call the the police while the child is there? (laughs) And then have the police take care of it there. And that's, uh, to me... That's what I would have thought, and when I worked at the high school, that's what we did. It was, oh, you're not going home. Like, you're not going home. Like, we're calling the police, like, right here, right now. So, you're going to sit tight, because this is what's happening. Like, I've been there. I've seen it. I've had to make a call before. Like, that's what's happening. You know what I mean? And, I don't know. But, everybody was talking about it. People are evil. I don't know if you're born that way or what, but it just fucked me she up. She deserves to be on death row. Fuck the bitch up. Yeah, she should get the fucking number execution chair. All right, I just want to get off this topic before I, like, start. It's okay. I don't know, whatever. Bye, friend. Okay. Into more trash-ass news. So, a college recruiter, and this is for a college, um, Oklahoma Catholic University. He decided to take his quote-unquote, non-racist ass, even though he is racist, to a college, to a high school to recruit children. He had them line up by darkest to lightest. Then had these niggas regroup, reline up, and to whose hair is nappier. So if your hair is nappy, if your hair is coarse or nappy, you need to be in the back. And then whoever's hair is straight will be in the front. What is the purpose of doing it? So, was it like a, like, was it, the what, what was the point? Like, was it like a social experiment class, like, psychology class? Like, no, no. You're recruiting fucking students. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that part. I missed that part. He's a college recruiter for a Catholic Christian university, a Christian church. I'm a church, I'm sorry. A Christian university. What is Christian about lining these kids up? From darkest to lightest, and then having them reline up from coarse hair to straightened hair, and they're you know the kids are just, they're doing it. <laughs> I can't even process that. What? And these kids were of sound mind, and it like they, were, mm-hmm. were they aware? Like I, I don't quite understand that. What? Within an hour of the guy being there, he lost his job. As, as he fucking should As he should. But how fucking dare you go into a school and tell them to light, line up from lightest to dark? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. So was it that a student told or like that no, someone walked you in? Know how like the, okay, so have you had, you've had recruiters come to your schools, right? And yeah. Okay. So imagine everybody's in the auditorium or whatever. What's the auditorium? The gym. The gymnasium. Right. 
and there's somebody there with a microphone. White ass nigga with some black ass kids. Hey, all of y'all line up from darkest to lightest. All right, now that you're from darkest to lightest, line up from nappiest hair to straightest hair. To recruit some fucking kids for school? Are you kidding me? I want to know what made him go in his mind to say, like, this is okay. Like, this is a thing. What? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any words for this. I'm just like, in 2020, you know I just when feel people like say... 20, like, what never ceases to amaze me, like, not even, like, when it comes to race or anything like that, but, like, we are in a society where, like, Someone is always watching. Someone is always recording you, audio, whatever the case is, whatever it may be. And yet people still just have the gall to do what they do and then be surprised at the repercussions that take place afterwards. I don't understand that. Did he think it wasn't going to be an issue? I guess it was supposed to be like an icebreaker. That's not an icebreaker. It's not a, that's not, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not like you and your psychology class or you're African American or whatever. Like that, but even then, but even then, why would you do that? So they call it the icebreaker, but the superintendent stated that it turned into being a harmful display of racism. What was said that the students, the experiment became really harmful. A couple of the students got up to go find administrators to let them know what was going on. I guess they left them in a gymnasium. They were there for the beginning part. You know how they introduce you. They tell you about the school, different things that they offer, blah, blah, blah. I guess they thought it was fine. They left to have to be come and told that they are being racially profiled. I just picture, like, you know when they see the old photos of, like, the slaves being on, like, the... Yeah. I guess what you call them on the chopping block, and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like, the strongest to this, to this, to that. Like, that's what I think of in my mind, and... What? What? Okay. Okay. So, before we get into this other news, Nicki Minaj and Mr. Oh, okay. He was arrested. So, so he was arrested in twenty what two thousand six, and at that time he was he was spent 16. four years in prison. I thought it was ten months. No, I think it was four years, and a New York State Penitentiary. But however long it was, he did some time. Okay, so he did some time. Um, his girlfriend was fifteen, he was sixteen. So that age ain't but nothing but a number. Um, that's some bullshit. So he was arrested in twenty sixteen. He got out. Wait. But he failed to Go ahead, I'm gonna get these dates. He failed to report himself as a sexual um register as a sexual offender. And then he had to pay bail. And the bill was $100,000. So, of course, you know, Mama Nikki, wife Nikki, came to support her husband. But what are your thoughts about... So, yeah. So, okay. So, first of all, and however... Um, so believe- okay, no, no, no. It was in 1995. So, as reported, Kenneth Rapshi... Oh, I thought it was 2006. That's no. what the E! News said. No, no, no. I'm on TMZ. Because if it was in 2006, I was 16 and he's older. But um, it says in 99... 99- he got out in 2006. Sorry. 
It was a 1995 conviction for first-degree attempted rape. He served almost four years in New York State Prison for the crime and was required to register as a sex offender. So we all know that. So whether you commit the crime or not, you are re- you are required to wherever it is that you go register. to register as a sex offender. So I guess they moved from New York over to California, and he failed to do so. Now, I'm not sure. I think it was like, what was it like? a traffic violation or something like that that he had initially got pulled over, but they saw it, they arrested him, whatever it is, and he still failed to register. He pleaded not guilty and was not released guilty. on a $100,000 bail. Bond, I'm sorry. Now. And he was married. I just feel like, and it's a coincidence because Nicki Minaj's brother is in prison also for rape to a minor. I feel like Here's what I say. Everyone has their past. Everyone has their this. Everyone has their that. But number one, you knew you are a registered sex offender. You know what your stipulations were. You have been convicted. You went to jail in 95, okay? So you get out, what, uh, 99? So you've known since 1999 that wherever you go, you have to fucking register. So why did you go ahead and you try to get brand new? And the thing about it is, is that, like, I felt like Nicki Minaj, you are worth too much money and you are too high profile to not have your ducks in a row. In addition to having the people who are around you have your ducks in a fucking row. Okay? And I can't imagine being Nicki Minaj that, like, since she's gotten with this nigga, like, it's just been one thing after another, after yeah. another, after another, after another. So then they said it that Meek Mill liked... Meek Mill had liked the post, but he tweeted back and he says, like, no, I would never like something like that. He's like, you know how I feel about jail or prison or something like that? He's like, I would never like like or condone that or whatever the case is. But I'm sure Meek Mill is having him a good old laugh, nonetheless. Yeah. But I just feel like it makes me wonder. I feel like when you get to be in a certain point in your life, in a certain stature, there are some things you have to leave behind. And there are some people that you have to leave behind. Because everybody can't go where you go. And I think that's a big problem that I feel like that I see in the hip-hop community. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you see him needing to register as a sex offender? Not going off of the case, going off of what, quote-unquote, facts are. She was 15, he was 16. If those... Now, fee for that, I don't agree with that. However, every state, every court is, is yeah, different. Everybody has their own laws. And and a lot of times when things like that happen, it's something simple, simple as, like, you know what, the parents make it sensitive, we made it in court, whatever, their parent found out, somebody got mad upset, oh, I'm telling. Right. You know, that type of thing. So that's a non-factor. We don't know the stipulations of it. However, you know what your stipulations are, and you are a black man. You cannot play with stuff like that, okay? You don't play with things like that. But just going back to my other point, I just kind of feel like I think a big thing that I see in the hip-hop community and also in the black community is is that everybody can't go where you're going, Mm -hmm. okay? And I'm not saying that you're supposed to forget your day ones. and I'm not saying that. But Nicki Minaj, you are here. He is here. And the her and Safari thing, I understood that because it was a transition. They stayed together. They grew together. But... Yeah, you knew old boy from back in the day, whatever it is, but he don't even know how to move along with you. Right. He don't know how to move along with you. Even when she dated Meek Mill, and I like Meek Mill, but I was just kind of like, you're Nicki Minaj and you're dating Meek Mill? That was just like when Mariah Carey was dating Nick Cannon or married to him. Like, I love Nick Cannon, I love, but it's fucking Mariah Carey. That's like when Whitney Houston was with Bobby Brown. It was just like, 
Whitney, you're with Bobby. So who would you see Nikki with, though? If it's not Meek uh, um, Mill. I don't know Nicki Minaj personally, but I feel like... Let me say this. My theory is, is that I feel like Nicki Minaj... I understand wanting to keep people who've been true and loyal to, but I also feel like Nicki Minaj wants to kind of keep her street cred with things. And I feel like she's afraid to lose that sense of credentialing and things like that. But I feel like Nicki Minaj, like, you are a fucking boss. Like, you are international. You understand what I'm saying? You are a walking, talking brand business. I feel like you need to be with someone... Who is on the same level of you? And he's not. You're giving that nigga an allowance. Like, like, what do you mean? You're cutting him a paycheck. If you can pick one celebrity for her If I had to pick a celebrity, I, I don't... If I had to pick someone in the industry, it would not be a rapper. It would be someone maybe behind no, the scenes. No, I'm saying. Who that person would be, I don't know. But it wouldn't be no fucking... Whatever, Petty, whatever his last name is, and it wouldn't have been a fucking Meek Mill. Really? I thought they were actually no. on the same neck and neck. No. They were both I felt like she tried to level him up. Okay. But no. No. I wonder how people feel when they do a, a single, like a track with somebody that they're with and they're no longer together. Sierra, Future, Sierra, Bow Wow. Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, God rest her soul. Nicki Minaj, Meek Mill. Um, who was that other couple that was just in my head? Jesus. Who? Megan Thee Stallion and Young um, Moneybag Yo. Yep. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, Big Sean. Yeah. I can go on. But okay. All right, Nikki. All right, so... Arizona House passes a bill banning transgender student athletes from participating in girls' sports. So, the Arizona House of Representatives passed a controversial bill Tuesday that aims to ban transgender female athletes from participating in girls' school sports. If signed into law, the ban would apply to all students in the state through college. The bill would require female athletes to prove their biological sex with a signed doctor's note following the genetic testing if another student athlete disputed it. All public and private schools that sponsor interscholastical and intramural sports will be forced to comply, including K-12 schools, community colleges, and universities. So I wanted to know what's your point of that. So let's be clear, this is a transgender, a non-born, a non-biologically born female playing in a but and I apologize if I'm being inappropriate with my verbiage, y'all, playing in a cisgendered female sport. What do you think? What would be the difference if a female played a male sport? So what they're saying is, is that, just reading further to the article, they're saying that a transgender female can either play in a co-ed sports team or they can play in a boys team now what would exactly be a woman's sport not a woman's sport but like a team you know you have like a girl's soccer team a girl's basketball team and this then the third so my thoughts are i think this is ignorant because we've come so far why why are we okay so i get it might be like a locker room issue if they feel that strongly about mm-hmm. it, then have that person change somewhere else. Of course, that's going to be an additional right. issue. So, I used to play sports. I did too. 
and I'll think of track, for instance. Okay. Now, I know the genetic makeup is that's, different. And that's where I'm and going And I, I know that's it. where you're going because I, I get it. So, I, I get, get it from the, that perspective. I get perspective. that perspective, but I feel like right. everybody should be able to play whatever fucking sport. Right. No matter who you or what right. you identify as. Now, I, I think... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I think at the level of, like, middle school, high school, I think... I'm not, you shouldn't be asking my child what sex they are. Like, that's not your business. What is on there is what's on there. I think when you get into the professional levels, such as when I think of, like, for example, like the Olympics, WBA. There's, there's a difference. Because, for example, like I said, I did track. And, you know, in track and field, there's different, um, you know, there's different events or whatever it is. So when you go ahead and you think of, like, Shot put, right? Men are naturally stronger than women. Right. A transgender female may have more of an advantage just biologically if she plays on the team with non-transgender or she's competing on the team with non-transgender females. She has a physical, a biological advantage that the other girls won't have. So in that sense, it's kind of like, okay, like when you think about like with Bruce Jenner, when he transitioned over to Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner running in a, uh, uh, in a metered race with cisgendered woman, or I don't know if you know if cisgender woman is a term, but like biological woman, Caitlyn hasn't. Do I know that term? No, I'm saying like, no, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's the correct term, so I don't want to say that anymore. But, Caitlyn Jenner is going to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. So, in that aspect of it, I get it. If no, I think I, of... The I, genetic makeup, that's the part I understand. I understand right. that part. I just feel like we should be able to evolve Oh yeah. in the world. I feel like everybody should get a chance because like we stated, what, I want to say last episode right. or two episodes right. ago, transgender women are dying at a oh, of course, rate. of course. They're getting paid less than of minimum course. wage. Of course, less than. Now I don't think it's anybody. Immigrants. What the fuck is between your legs and what you identify with? That is your fucking business. Exactly. A thousand percent. What I am saying is, is that. What I am saying is, is that I understand the argument that some people are saying, especially when you go ahead and you get into those collegiate level and when you get to the professional level of things. Men and women's sports, when you look at basketball, Mm -hmm. it's different. Mm -hmm. The physical makeup and ability of a man is going to be different than a woman. So I can only imagine the the swapping of the teams or whatever the case is, this, that, and the third, because it's just like, okay, you have a natural physical advantage over one sex than you do the other. And I think, and as inclusive as we are trying to be, and this is where I always... This is kind of where that gray area is. And this is honest to God to me not trying to be offensive. And I apologize if I am. But this is where I feel like these are the conversations that need to be had. And these are the conversations that people aren't thinking about. Yes, we want equality in this and a third. But it's a legit, but it's a legit thing. Mm-hmm. When, you think about the, when you think about going to the doctors, and I'll never forget um, when I worked at one place or whatever it is, the nurse practitioner, and we had a conversation about inclusion and transgender. She says, okay, you may be a transgender male, but please understand that you still have ovaries. You are still susceptible to female uh, cancers or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? She says, so aesthetically, you know, you may 
have turned that you may you may no longer have a vagina or so you may no longer have a vagina you may have a penis now and testicles or you know growing your facial hair out whatever the case is but internally biologically you are still a female mm-hmm. So, and it's no different than if I go ahead and if I go to the wrestling when I went to my OBGYN, the chart is now like, what was the sex that you were born with? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, this and a third. And like, so there may be some transgender males coming in to the office or females coming into the office, but it's just like, okay, like, although you may have a vagina, our makeup is going to be different. There's no specified doctor for them. Right. At this particular point in time. So I think until we evolve, now I don't see what's wrong with having a category, and I'm not saying at the levels of like middle school, high school, elementary school, but I'm saying on a professional level, I don't see a problem with having a category for this is the non-binary transgender space. I could be ignorant in it. But when if I'm thinking of just simply, like, just like you have men's sports and you have women's sports so you and mean you, like a, a sport not not okay let me not say a sport like a team so you have like women's basketball okay, okay. you have men's basketball you have the trans whatever basketball just like you have special olympics just like you have this the paraplegic like different things like that and my reason i say that is because i feel like you have to make the playing field even for even everybody. you have to make it even for everybody and if you are thinking of just biologically me being a biologically born woman and someone transitioning over into being a woman and you were biologically born a male, we are not on the same playing field. No, I get it, but just explain to me what is the difference from a female playing on a football team with a male or playing or female that's good playing foot basketball with um, males with one transgender person playing football or basketball or soccer or whatever with females. I get the locker room thing. I understand that. No, I don't give a shit about the locker room thing. Like, I'm not looking I, at you. You're not looking at me. What is... Uh, to me, there is no difference. So, when I think about... Okay. So, when I think about... This is actually a topic that I wish Kunla was here because he's really into sports. So, you don't see a lot of female football players, correct? We don't see a lot of those. There are some, mm-hmm. but on the professional level, we don't see any. Or we don't see the intermixing of the two, you know, in that professional sports realm. Right. And I think the Not reason... Even, okay, let's take off professional off the table. Just in general. Okay. Okay, so if we are looking at, let's say, for example, the sport of football, right? The sport of football. In most situations, you have, if you do have, you have, like, the girls' team, you have the boys' team, whatever the case is. Men's bodies are naturally built differently than women. They can withstand things that we cannot withstand. So I understand the separate, and it's not to say that girls can't play it, but I understand the separation of it for a safety perspective. Right, which we both understand, but I'm just trying to make sure it's clear because... So I guess I'm not understanding your question. What is the difference? Because a transgender woman is basically a male transitioning to be a woman now wanting to play, do uh, be on a woman's sports team, mm-hmm. which is basically the opposite. Not having the... Okay, so me wanting to play football or basketball mm-hmm. with my high school right, right. team of guys. Right. What is the difference? So, and that's what I'm, and which is why I said to me, I think it's only a difference when we make it other people's business. If my child came on there, if my child identifies as female or whatever the case is, don't you dare fucking ask me 
about their genital areas. So, okay. Don't you dare fucking ask me. Do you agree with the bill or do you disagree? Do you see a gray area? Do you... There's a gray area. Okay. So, do you agree with the additional testing if, say... No, I do not agree with the additional testing. Like the genetics testing. No, I do not agree with that. I think that's actual... You're going into someone's health record that's invasion of privacy. I personally do not fucking agree with that at all, period, point blank, period. Like, that's a no. The only thing I'm agreeing at, not even agreeing with, is just saying, like, I understand when we're moving up to different levels. But don't you dare fucking ask. And I'm not about to question nothing. And you go on whatever fucking bathroom you want to go on. Because, bitch, if I fucking pee, I will go into the men's bathroom. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, if that lines too long, Josh wants to be standing out making sure ain't nobody by I don't care. You ain't got shit I ain't seen before. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of... um, LGBTQI community. The show Love is Blind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just really quick, I want to touch on this. They had a couple on there, and I guess when they finally got to like their last phase or whatever it is, the man revealed that he was bisexual. The woman was saying, and I guess the guy blew up about it. He was just like, you know, how could you not accept me? Yada, 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 yada. And she fell for him, and she was saying, I don't have an issue with you being bisexual. However, that's not my preference. And people are up in arms, and he was really upset about it. So I was listening to Jess Hilarious, you know, with Jess with the mess. And she was just like, it's not being homophobic. She just has a preference to not be with guys who also like guys. Do you think that's wrong? And don't be politically correct. Would you personally date a guy that was bisexual? And I'm going to be honest, me, that's a no. And that's my preference. It's not being homophobic, but that's just not for me. I'm going to say that's a no for me because I already have enough anxiety worrying about if you're looking at this bitch. Now I got to worry about if you're looking Hello. at this bitch and this nigga. Yeah, no. I'm just putting the funny part on it. But no, but no, I, I, that's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. My preference will be no, but I have come across where somebody had told me in high school that they liked me and I ended up liking that person and we started to get it like almost like a little bit serious and mm-hmm. then he came out and was like, I just want to let you know that I'm bisexual. So we had we had to reel it back in and I had to understand exactly what that meant moving forward. Like our like like mm-hmm. what? I, I need I need you to make this not black and white. I need some color here. Yeah. I need a greater understanding. Because so, that's not something I choose to do. Yeah. But I we did end up continuing dating but I kinda cut it off because yeah. I felt weird. Some and it surprised it surprised me because a lot of people were saying that they agreed with the girl. Like, I'm not bashing you. I'm not being homophobic. It's just not my preference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people need to understand. As I mentioned, like, in college, you know, my roommate freshman year and then my roommate junior year, you know, they were both lesbians, you know? And just asking them, like, would you ever mess with a bi, a girl that was bi? And they both told me no. They said, that's just not my preference. Like, mm-hmm. I want a girl who likes just girls. Like, you know, she said, there are some girls that... There are some lesbians that are okay with that. Mm-hmm. But for me, no. And what's interesting to me is I find a lot of people who are attracted to the same sex, a lot of the people that I have met, they have said that they do not care for someone who was bisexual. Because they, like you said, they don't want to have to wonder, Yeah. Are, do, you, do you miss the dick? Do you miss the pussy? Like, you know, whatever it is, right. this and a third. So, um, 
it's interesting, but I, it was it was very interesting, and like he really got upset about it. But what I took away from it was just that he wasn't comfortable with it because why would you then wait to the very end to reveal that? And that's what I don't think is fair. I think you should have said something to her from the very beginning. Hey, I'm bisexual, but and then given people, her the opportunity. Right, but some people turn people down finding out first thing. Yeah, that's, but then you wait until. That's what happened with the guy initially. He yeah. was like, I didn't think you were going to give me a shot. Right. I didn't think you were going to get to know me because right. I told you I was bisexual. Right. So I held that off from you. Right. I said, well, right. within that time frame, were you talking to other guys? Like, were you talking to guys? Right. He was like, no, I was only interested into you at that time. Right. Right. So I don't, I, I agree with him. Right. Some people. Yeah, but I think either one, way, she would have still, even after the fact, you've, it's, it's still been like, I appreciate your honesty. Yes, I got to like you. However, this is what my preference is. I get it, but I think people are very close-minded yeah. when it comes to certain things. And I think if you tell them up front, that's just like telling somebody, oh, I have HIV. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I don't... You, you, yeah, but... Maybe I should have used a different... Uh, different no, 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 but even, but even like that's a thing, too, because I feel like... And this is just me personally, like, having... Someone knowing someone very close to me passed away from it. Like I feel like this. Like there's some situations I don't want to lead you on, and then boom, oh yeah, by the way, blah blah. I want to give you. I want to know from up front. Like, is this going to be okay with you? Because I feel like I have to. To me, I feel like that's only fair. I don't want to lead you on, and then to find out whatever it is. I don't want to be dating you. I feel you, and then I find like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm married. Are you okay with that? And it's just like. like, what? Like, you put me in this position where I like you, I'm feeling you, but then I find that you're married. Why didn't you tell me that in the beginning and then give me a chance? And there are some people who are okay with men being bisexual. Just like there are okay with some women who are okay with being a side bitch. Right. Or whatever you want to call it. But for me personally, let me know. Right. No, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think from his perspective, people are close-minded. Yeah. But he didn't have to go off of her the way that he did. And that right there, yeah, he went off of her. And that right there, that's to me, like, that spoke on his insecurity within himself. I understand, like, wanting her to know you for you. However, I felt like you took that away from her. And when he went ahead, he went off on her the way that he did. That let me know it wasn't, it was no longer about her. It was about him and his not feeling comfortable with what his sexuality is. Because if you secured it, all right, bitch, fine, cool. You ain't had to go in on the girl like that. That's just like when a nigga try to talk to you, whatever, you be like, nah, I'm good. And be like, all right, I don't want you, you dog face bitch, you dumb little... Whatever, whatever, but just like, okay, so now you're upset. Okay. But it's just me. Like, I just, I don't want to have to worry about bitches and then let alone have to worry about niggas too. Yeah, that's, that was my thing. I mean, I, if I love whoever you love, at the same time, I, I already have issues with competing with regular ass bitches, Instagram bitches, this bitch, that bitch. Ball so, bitches, no edges bitches, right. big booty bitches. Now I, gotta, now I gotta compete with Tom, Dick, and Harry. Right? So you had a question, Arshay, about... Take it away. Okay. So, not, I guess it's a question, but also a scenario. So it's just easier for me to just say the scenario in itself. Okay. I know someone that's dealing with an ain't-shit-ass nigga. Okay? This ain't-shit-ass nigga. Um, they, were, they were together in the beginning, like around 2012. Things happened. Um, he went to jail. They separated or whatever. Now he's popping back up into the picture. He was making her life 
pretty good. You know, I start to, I start to see this person smile more, be interactive, go outside. Not, not so depressing anymore. Now we fast forward to where um, this ancient ass nigga has uh, a kid. The kid is like five years old. And now she's, this, this person is stuck in between, should I try to make it work with this person? He has made it very clear multiple times that he is not interested in continuing a relationship. But I feel like we are missing the mark as far as reading into when somebody says, I don't want you. So has he ever straight up said, I don't want you? Yes. What? Not, not in a nutshell. I've told this person several times that he's saying it without saying it, that he mm-hmm. does not want to be with you. He says, we need to take a step back. We need to take a break. Yeah, no. It's not a thing. Um, I think he said something about my kids are more important. He's saying you. everything but saying it. Exactly. So I'm trying to get this person to the point where, where he said, I don't want you. So, at what point do we as women, or we as people, understand that when somebody is saying it not directly, indirectly, directly, here, there, on a train, with a fox, in a boat? (laughs) Okay, so for me... When do we know to walk away and just say, shit is done? Okay, so I've been there. And for me, all the signs were there, but I literally needed to hear him say those words like it just has to come out and say i needed and you're gonna take me back first boyfriend first love and i remember saying to him and like he dealt with me after a while when he felt like it and it was just you child growth growth i'm trying to tell you the lord I remember specifically saying to him, and this is me being very vulnerable, I remember saying to him, I need you to tell me right here, right now, that you do not love me, and you want me to leave you alone, and I promise you I'm done. I need to hear those words out your mouth. That's what I need to hear. And he looked me in my face, and he said it, and I said, okay, I'm out. All of the other whatever it was didn't matter, but I wanted to actually, I don't know, like, me, I'm a person, I feel like sometimes I need you to just take it there with me. Right. I need you to be very, but even though, like, I don't have time for the hints, I don't have time for this and the third, I needed him to man up and just fucking say it. You know what I mean? And he said, Alex, he was just like, I do love you. He was just like, but I don't want to be with you. And I said, okay. Now, granted, like, a couple days later, like, we was, you know, just going back and entwined with things or whatever the case was, but sometimes you just need some, for me personally, I needed someone to say it, but I also feel like until you're tired, you ain't gonna leave him alone, and she ain't tired yet. You don't think people who abuse drugs and who do things they're not supposed to do, they know it's wrong, but until you are ready to get up and go and leave, you're not gonna do so, and hopefully you do it before something bad happens. And some people just have to find out the hard way. Do you think she's a person that has to find out the hard way? Yes. Do you think she's a person who needs to actually hear him say those words? Yes. Because we've had conversations. And I'm one of those people, if you're with him for that moment, we, we dating him. He cool, we cool. Right. The minute y'all not cool, we not cool. Okay, so flipping it. 
in general. Why don't you think men, and I, I think it's a men thing, I think. I don't know why men just don't say what the fuck they mean. Because I feel like, they try to say that women are difficult, but I feel like women, we say what we mean. And we mean what we say. But I feel like men don't. If you tell me it's five, it's fucking five. It's not 5.5. It's not five. It's it's five. It's fucking five. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I tell you that. I feel like with men, if I say I don't like you, I genuinely mean I don't like you. Okay? I genuinely mean that. If I'm not feeling you, I genuinely mean I'm not feeling you. And see, the reason why I think he has not said it directly is because he's whole, he's he's a user. Mm-hmm. He uses her for when him and the baby mama get into it and right. he needs some place to crash. Well, sis doesn't know what her role is. is. He tired of her her nagging her about the kids. He want to call her. He needs the money. He, so it, it, it's just like he he's she's benefit. I think what it is, yeah. I think is a lot of she's times. Beneficial. One thing that I can say about just in general with all relationships, all walks of life, I feel like you need to know the role that you play in somebody's life, and I feel like you need to understand the role that somebody plays in your life. And this is when I say like people say Alex, you're such a guy. Like I would let somebody know this is what it is. Like oh. We either about to be, and sometimes ladies, you have to be like this. We either about to be fuck buddies. You either about to just be the homie that we can just kick it. We can have a good time with. You can just be the person that when I want to go get something to eat, I go kick it with. You can be my per, my party person, just like with friends. You got different friends for different reasons. Just like you have different niggas for different reasons. Like, oh, when me and my girl are working out, okay, well, I, you know I'm going to hit you up. When I'm free and I'm not doing anything and if you're not doing nothing, I'm going to hit you up. Right. If I want to go out on a date somewhere and I want to go chill somebody, you know I'm going to hit you up. You have to know your role in people's life. And I feel like the moment that you learn your role in somebody's life, you eliminate room for people to hurt you. You eliminate expectation. Right. But that's just me. I'm, I'm very logical in my thinking. No, I'm the same way. Like, I like to know where I fall. And if I'm not your first priority, let me know where I fall. Because yeah. I mean, I'm giving I'm giving everybody the same energy this right. year. Right. Oh, I'm you hit me up on Fridays after the parties, whatever. Okay, bet I won't be surprised when I get your message. I'm just saying. You're so stupid. No, but I'm just. But I think. But I really feel like that. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I can say to like women is just like you have to know, and I think also you have to be honest with yourself about what you want. Mm-hmm. If you don't say, oh, well, we're just whatever it is. No, if you have a person and you know you like relationships, that's okay. Don't fool yourself into being in a situationship and then getting upset when he doesn't want to move forward. You knew what it was before, and you know how you are and what you like. So then don't ride his coattails along thinking that he's going to change his mind because he's probably not. And I still think he's fucking the baby mama. Too. Well, that, hey, hey. Because you ain't going to be there. And, and now a lot of them do. Right. And then think you're going to double dip. Nah, and she has whatever. to be okay. And she's okay with that. And she's okay with that. Because if she wasn't okay with that, she'd have been out of there. But she knows what's going on. Whether she admits it out loud, she knows what's going on. Right. And I'm sure before they do the deed, she's probably like, oh, what she was with that other bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what it is. And she's playing her role. But just play your role and be quiet. If that's what you want to do, it's it's sad to say, and I say that because we've all been there, or well, I've been there before, but maybe not that scenario, but I had to play my role. Well, friend. Do you have a music plug, friend? I do. Look at y'all. Look, look at y'all. 
Hell is free. Hell is freezing over because she's got you a music plug. Okay, so Pretty Ricky has been together to give me my favorite song I'm, so far. Um, oh this song is called Body, and y'all should check that out. And you know what's funny? I'm not trying to play the song. It's the cover from, it's a remake from LSG's Body. Right. But the funny part of it is on Apple Music, it says Pretty Ricky featuring Pleasure P, Spectacular, Baby Blue. And whatever the other brother name was. What was his name? Slickum. Slickum. So why does it say featuring when it's these niggas? That ain't my business. It says pretty Ricky clears that. But anyway, it's called Body. Y'all should check it out because it was definitely on. Um, I actually got this one from our favorite place. I was going to say Netflix because I'm stupid. Um, the Shade Room. I did hear it. And I listened to it more Don't than I cared. Like I do. I heard it more than I cared to compliments of Homecoming thanks to my friend Dway. But. Shout out to Dway for knowing the real shit, girl. You know that real music, girl. Girl, bye. <laughs> you know that real music, girl. Alrighty, guys. Make sure if you haven't done so, subscribe and catch up on our other episodes. Bye. Bye. bye.